life is not a continuous tiptoe through the tulips, as Tiny Tim sang at the Johnny Carson show. It's not a walk in the park, surrounded by nature's beauty and smiling faces. Life is often hard. It's rough. It's filled with sorrow and pain, disappointment, discouragement. Burdens that can just crush you, take your life, breath away. I remember years and years ago when I was probably AJ's age, a little bit older, I watched a movie from Disney called Old Yeller. I don't know if you remember that or not. In it, Fess Parker, who also played my hero, Davy Crockett, was going on a long trip. It was in the 1800s on the frontier. And in order to protect his family, he purchased a nice uh, dog, a big dog, and, um, and named him Old Yeller. And so the husband left, and uh, the scene played out, and Old Yeller was doing his stuff. And one day, a rabid wolf came onto the property, and the youngest son uh, was in jeopardy of the wolf. And the dog came in and protected the youngest boy from the rabid wolf, but got bit in the process. And in getting bit, uh, he contracted the rabies. And it didn't show up right away, but it went forward until eventually the dog, it affected his brain and he got vicious. And so the oldest son uh, had to, his name was Travis, had to put him inside a corn crib enclosure and keep him away from the family. And eventually the dog got so bad that he had to shoot him. And so the scene is the father comes back from the trip and where's Travis? And the mom says, well, he's over my old yeller's grave. And so the father walks over there and he sees his son just despondent. And he begins to talk to him and gets the story. <clears throat> and then he says, you know, son, <clears throat> sorry, getting emotional. Phew. And I forgot to bring my Kleenex today. You guys would be impressed with my red handkerchief. He says, you know, son, sometimes life jumps up and just knocks you flat. He could have also said, <laughs> in the Christian sense, 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7, cast your cares on the Lord, for he cares for you. But it was, it was appropriate for the moment. And then the last scene is the father is walking with the son, arm in arm, back to the house. Many people get knocked down, and they never get back up again. And what do you do when you get knocked down flat? by life. The Bible has God's word has the answer. It's not a simple answer, but in a sense it is, because when you have a burden, it's a process to work through. <clears throat> God's Bible, his word, 
helps save us from needless turmoil and stress, sleepless nights. Anyone ever enjoyed a sleepless night before? Insomnia, not so much illness, but just worrying about things. Confusion, discouragement, despair, it's all there. Burdens can weigh us down. And Scripture is very plain about how to get the remedy for that. And I read to you this passage out of Matthew chapter 11. Right before Jesus makes these statements, he's in the middle of his ministry. And he is speaking about his cousin, John the Baptist, who had been preparing the way for Jesus, the Messiah. And he, Jesus, was speaking about unrepentant hardness of people's hearts who were not listening to John and they were not uh, receiving Christ as the Messiah. They were missing the signs. Jesus was doing so much there. And then Jesus continues speaking about the judgment of God on unrepentant hearts, on people, on cities. It's amazing the, the, uh, the passage of Scripture right before the one that I read. And then he turns his message to all of those who have teachable hearts. Those who really want to learn. Those who want to get a grip on life. If you think you've got all the answers that you can figure out life, go for it. But I can tell you, even at this stage of my life, I ain't got all the answers. And I need Christ. And Christ is saying, in, in effect... If you want rest for your weariness, this is what you need to do. In verse 28, it's an invitation. He talks about the weary. In the King James Version, it's labor. And those who are burdened, those who are heavy laden. There are two different Greek words here. Uh, the weariness are those who just, it's a day-to-day -day grind in life. It, I mean, it's heavy. You got to get up out of bed. You got to make yourself breakfast. You got to get the kids going. You got all these things swirling around your head. It's the toil of life. The toil of life. Come to me, all you who toil daily and are burdened. The burdens are simply challenges and sorrows and regrets and things that we oftentimes bring on ourselves. And it's also responsibilities. I mean, my goodness. Uh, as a kid, I would never think about all the responsibilities that I have as a parent, but now, you know, or as an adult, but man, these last 50 some odd years as an adult, it's like, oh man, I think I'll become a Peter Pan and never grow up. And then Christ goes on, he says in verse 29, take my yoke upon you. Now, who in the world wants to be yoked to an animal? But Jesus is saying, no, come alongside of me. Be yoked with me. Get close to me. Walk with me. Learn from me what really works to help ease the burdens of life. And he goes on to say that I am gentle and humble of heart. The gentleness and the humility of Christ will keep you and will guide you. And then another passage of Scripture, it talks about Jesus 
as the one who was made to carry our burdens. Isaiah chapter 53. This scripture is used a lot in, the, in witnessing of the Jews for Jesus to those who are still in the Jewish religion. They say there are plenty of prophecies in the Old Testament that point to Christ as the Messiah. This is one of them, and it's very specific. In verse uh, verse 2, uh, uh, verse 3 says, He was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and familiar with suffering. Jesus didn't tiptoe through the tulips. He didn't have a wonderful life. It was sorrow. It was confrontation with the spiritual forces of darkness. It was people rejecting him, even up to the point where he's hanging on a cross, and nobody wants to deal with him. If you are the Christ, come down from the cross and quit Quit messing around here. He was made to carry our burdens. Verse 4 says, Surely he took up our infirmities, our illnesses, our sicknesses, our injuries, physical and mental and emotional. He is able to take all of those on to himself and carries our sorrows, our troubles and stresses and griefs. And there, verse 5, there are another two different Hebrew words he talks about, but he was pierced for our transgressions. And another word in that verse is iniquities, transgression. Transgression, that means carried across or, or crossing over. You have certain limits within the law of God. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not lie. Thou shalt not murder. Thou shalt not commit adultery. But we often cross over. We transgress those laws. And the iniquities are simply things that come out of our own sinful nature, like greed and prideful thoughts and revenge and, and all these ugly things that, that come out. Christ was willing and able to give rest for our souls. And I want to stop here for a second in the middle of the message. I forgot to mention uh, in our announcements that this past early Monday morning, Shirley Aspiris passed away uh, at 2.30 early, early uh, uh, last this past Monday. And so forgive me for not uh, mentioning that to you. Some of you already know already. So in your bulletin, the insert in your bulletin, the burden bearers rest. Number one, burdens are inescapable in life. Can't get away from them, can't get out of them. The older you get, it seems like the heavier the burden becomes. We live in sinful bodies, surrounded by sinful people in the midst of a sinful world. It comes from the curse upon Adam and Eve and their disobedience and our disobedience. It's worldwide. It affects every single person in the world, no matter how religious or how spiritual they are. Billy Graham was a sinner. Uh, Mother Teresa was a sinner. The Pope is a sinner. We're all sinners. We've all fallen short of the glory of God. And we will all experience burdens and challenges all of our life. The good news is <laughs> that Jesus is with us to help us carry the burdens. And nobody, nobody escapes the, the burdens except one avenue. Guess what that is? 
That's right. Rest in peace. Death. Now, I made these notes very simply. You can scratch in your comments on there in between the lines. That's up to you to do. Revelation chapter 14, verse 13 says, Blessed are the dead who die in the Lord. They will rest from their labors. Hallelujah. No one wants to die, at least hopefully not here, but when it comes, you will rest from your labors. You will rest from the burdens that you carry. If you are alive and living and breathing, you will have troubles. You will have burdens. And some of you right now are carrying heavy burdens in your heart. I'm carrying burdens in my heart, more than one. Job chapter 5, verse 7 says, Man is born unto trouble as the sparks fly upward. That's the way life is. I don't want to paint too negative a picture, but that's the way it is. It's, sometimes it seems like everything is going our way, and we are tiptoeing through the tulips. But man, sometimes, as soon as we think everything is going well, the rug gets pulled out from underneath of us. You think you're having a bad day? Listen to this guy, whose name is James Peterson from Somerville, Massachusetts, a suburb of Boston. He woke up from a fitful night of sleep with a splitting headache. When he got up, he found out that there were water, was water on the floor, and the main water pipe to the house had frozen and burst, and water was coming in through the baseboard of the kitchen. Wintertime. He rushed outside to locate the problem, slipped on the icy porch, landed on the sidewalk below, broke his left wrist, and sprained his ankle. That's just the start. Tried to call his wife on the cell phone. She'd already gone to work, and his own cell phone battery was dead because he forgot to plug it in during the night. Decided to drive himself to the ER. Went to start his car. The battery was dead. The next-door neighbor he got a hold of, jump-started the car. He finally got it going. On the way to the hospital, he ran out of gas. He got out to thumb. This is true. He got out to thumb a ride, and a new-to-the-city driver picked him up. The new-to-the-city driver got confused with the directions and got lost and was trying to speed faster because he knew that James was hurting and slid off the road into a snow embankment. James got out of the car, they collared down a, a taxi, finally made it to the ER, waited for eight hours in the ER. Some of you are, are aware of doing that. When the doctor came in, he just started to look at James's situation when an influx of people came in from a of a, of a tin car pileup that had happened just an hour ago. They all came in, and the doctor says, you know what, i, I got to take care of these folks, and away he went and didn't come back for an, another four hours. So how many burdens is that? <laughs> That's quite a few. If you think you're having a bad day, remember James Peterson. Burdens are inescapable. Number two, burdens initiate the process. Now, some people feel so overwhelmed by the burdens that they don't know what to do. It's swirling around their heads. 
Psalm chapter 55, verse 22 says, Cast your burdens on the Lord, and he will sustain you. We have to take the initiative to cast our burdens on the Lord. Everything that comes our way, sickness, disappointment, responsibilities, pressures, stress, cast them on the Lord. Is it a snap, easy, one, two, three thing? No, it ain't. It's difficult. Keep doing it. Sometimes when we feel we're casting it on the Lord, we take it right back again. And so it's a process, but keep doing it. Cast it on the Lord, for he cares for our, 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 our cares and our sins and our problems are all around us. Even in this area, the sins where we've lied and cheated and lusted and hated and slandered in the Hawaiian islands where my wife grew up, when you talk bad about somebody, you're talking stink. Even when we talk stink about somebody, that's an affront to God. It's a sin. When that happens, our conscience is pricked. We have remorse and guilt and self-condemnation. Cast it on the Lord. Don't let it build up in your heart. It can be overwhelming. Then, of course, the, the problems. We have fights, family fights, outside family fights, financial issues and health, not necessarily caused by sin, but they're just there. They're problems. Jesus says, cast your burdens your sins, your problems on me. My wife is taking care of her mother right now. Her mom has onset dementia. Very, very difficult. And it seems to be getting worse. Our son now is home, our youngest. He is officially out of the Air Force active duty, now with the Air National Guard. And so twice a week he takes his grandma out, Betty's mom. And he said recently, he says, says, Mom, says, Grandma's like a toddler. She's so, she's so mixed up. I tell her one thing, and she forgets it right away and begins to stress out. He said, it's, it's really difficult being around her. And my wife has been carrying this burden of taking care of her mom for many, many years. Look at Isaiah 53 again. It says, surely he took up our infirmities. He wants to take our, our cares, our burdens. He gladly bears them up. He doesn't go, oh, no. Barry, is, is that you again with, with your burdens? Good night. How many do you have? No, the, he's gladly receives it from us. Come on, keep doing that. Give me, give me your burdens. We can trust that he understands where we are at. He wants us to come to him with all that we have. We don't need to let anything below or down or in our own corner. He says, cast all your cares, your burdens on me, and I will sustain you. We need to be able to trust him that he doesn't judge us or condemn us, but he loves us. He has compassion and mercy on us. He was made to bear our burdens. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Some of you are walking through some heavy, heavy stuff. He promises us peace. 1 Peter 2.24, He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree so that we might die to sin and live for righteousness. And by his wounds we are healed. He has borne our infirmities, our sicknesses, our cares, our troubles on himself. 
He said, cast them on me. Many of our problems seem out of control, way over our heads. I remember years and years ago when my son was, my oldest son was six or seven. We were back in Florida for Christmas, and we went out to the ocean for a swim. And we, I walked out into the water with Arlen, and um, he didn't know how to swim at the time, so I you know, held on to him. Uh, and then uh, for some reason, a wave, a big wave hit us and kind of surprised me, and I let him go. He was floating out there by himself. He's probably about from me to Pam here. And I went, whoa. And I can see him panicking like this. And so I'm in a beeline over there, grabbed him, and pulled him to myself. And, you know, poor little kid, he was breathing heavy. And I was breathing heavy even more. That's what Christ does. He pulls us to himself. He wants us to know that we can trust him with all of our cares. I want us to stop just for a second before I go to this last point. And I'm going to say this. I want us all to say, I cast this burden on you. I want you to think of something that's weighing very heavily on your heart right now. It may be more than one. But push you can use two of them if you want, two or three, whatever's heavy. And just, I want you to say with me, I cast this burden on you, Lord. You ready? Let's do it together. One, two, three. I cast this burden on you, Lord. Let's do it one more time. I cast this burden on you, Lord. One more time. I cast this burden on you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Initiate the process. And number three, burdens, invitation to help others. All of us have carried huge burdens of one type or another. We, all of us, nobody hasn't escaped anybody. All of us have had these burdens lifted. Most of them, maybe, some of them, removed, solved. Most of us, if not all of us, have experienced a helping hand of a friend or family member who stepped in, even a stranger along the side. I, I, I can remember times when that's happened and have brought comfort to us and have brought help to us. There's a lady in my wife's office who was so very close to her mother. Her mother passed away from cancer recently. And this lady had the funeral there at the church where she works and it was during the daytime during the work week at three o'clock and the whole office emptied out and went into the chapel to support this woman she's a great lady but it was devastating to lose her mother it was a huge burden a loss for her and everyone rallied around her what a blessing that is God's will, listen to me, is when we go through a problem, when we deal with the sin, and when we push our way through to the other side with God's help, then he wants us to turn around and help somebody else. Galatians chapter 6, verse 2 says, Bear or carry one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. And what is the law of Christ? What is his law? 
Is it follow this, follow this, follow this, follow this? What is the law of Christ? It's very simple. The law of Christ is to love God with all your heart and to its soul and mind and to love one another, to love each other as I've loved you. Love is the law of Christ. When you love someone, you carry their burdens. I love it when you guys come to me and talk with me about issues. I'm a pastor. God has given me a pastor's heart. Not so much I love what you're going through. Don't get me wrong here. But I love it when you come and talk with me so I, I can commiserate with you. I can pray with you. I can help you carry the burden. It's just like the Holy Spirit. The Greek word for the comforter is paraclete. And it means one who walks alongside of another. My wife is part of a group of ladies called the Girls' Night Out. They meet, uh, they try to meet once a, a month. My wife has been the one that's gotten them all together these last few years. They're a group of, I think, five or six ladies now. And they really, really love each other and support one another. There's, there's a community there. And recently, not too long ago, one of the ladies' husband got just fed up with life, wrote a note to their daughter, said, Hannah, uh, do whatever your mother tells you to do, signed it, love, dad, got in his car and took off, and nobody knew where he was going. They eventually, you know, he eventually wound up somewhere in Arizona, I don't know, Phoenix or someplace, and, uh, and he went, went to a, a, a church, and a pastor said, you know, you need to let your wife know where you're at. And so he did call back. And, but during the time he was gone, guess what the girls' night out ladies did? They all gathered around this lady and just loved her and just were there for her. That's what a community, that's what a church is all about, is we gather around one another. It, it's, and I have to be honest with you, it breaks my heart sometimes when I see people leaving the doors right after service instead of coming you know, back to fellowship and, and connecting with people. I'm sure there are reasons, good reasons, why some people have to leave early. I understand that. But, you know, we're a community. And when people don't come for service or for whatever reason or, or they're not, they don't feel part of a church, I, I feel like I'm a failure as a pastor, that I haven't gotten them together and to, to really connect. We're a community. We're to bear one another's burdens. Start with your spouse and your kids and work out from there. First, Second Corinthians chapter 1, verses 3 and 4 says this before I close. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion, and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles with the comfort that we ourselves have received from God. So when we are comforted by God, when we cast our cares up upon him, then we're to turn and to comfort others. I think one of the blessings of having trials and burdens is to bring comfort to others who are struggling. Invitation to help others. So the burdens inescapable in life. Burdens initiate the process. Cast it. Do it. 
you start the ball rolling, God will gladly pick it up and hug you and love you and encourage you. And then you're invited by God to help others. I'm going to show this last clip, and I want to have a disclaimer here before we do. This is from the movie The Mission with Robert De Niro. There's a very young Liam Neeson on there and Jeremy Irons, a couple of others. It's a true story about a priest who was a ex-slave master, a slave trader, would go into villages in the Amazon and capture people from villages and sell them into slavery. With the, you know, the, the villages would never see, uh, see their loving anymore. Well, this guy gets saved, and he's coming back to a village where he knows that he has taken people from there as slaves in his past life. And he's coming to show them how sorry he is by strapping a huge burden to himself. Also, in the film, remember these are Amazonian jungle people, and they don't have much on their backside. So if you're going to be offended by that, I, I would suggest that you, you know, bow your head or whatever. It's not bad. It's just, just a disclaimer. That's all. But I want you to see this, please. 